Hi, I'm Craig Lance. I'm Will Davison. I'm Mark Winterbottom. I'm Greg Murphy. We're the Forex Angels, and you're listening to the VA Insiders. It's your weekly dose of V8 news on the V8 Insiders. Now here's your host, Craig Revell. It feels like summer at Wyndham, but Frosty's on the pole. And Lounge takes the checkered flag. Today's normally sets up tomorrow, normally, but uh, you know this is a, a, a brand new and complete event, and then tomorrow we start another one. While the Fujitsu car takes out one of the Fujitsu series. We look at round five of the V8 Supercar Championship today as the lights go out on another edition of the V8 Insiders. Take in the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Ten cars started Saturday's race on the new Sports Max Sprint Dunlop. Ten cars pitted on lap one, and it was about the strategy in this first race at Winton. Win Cups, the first car to pull into the pits, he did not change his tyres. Then Caruso, leading race one after Fabian Coulthard spun Garth Hander, decided to also stay on his stops after a late safety car that Jason Barguana brought out when he got caught. In the turn three sandpit, they've found Craig Lowndes playing the perfect strategy to take the win. Yeah, look, we uh, had a long discussion last night about uh, what strategies we'd play out, and I think that uh, really we came down to, uh, you know, we wanted two different strategies, so we didn't know which one was going to work, and uh, by the looks of it, uh, both of them come up trump. So uh, for us and the team, it's been sensational. It's, uh, we started on the, uh, the standard tyre, Dunlop tyre, and uh, went to the option tyre about lap 10, 11, and uh, the car had great speed. But at the same time, you didn't know how hard to push it, how like early on, to uh, to get the maximum speed out of it. But then the drop off was going to be sort of greater. So uh, for us, the safety car actually helped. It worked in my favour because it brought uh, both the, the Valvoline cars and Jamie back to me, and uh, we had better tyre life at that point, and uh, we were able to get by and uh, and get a gap and hold it. Jamie Wincup showed that the pig's tyre management is superb, going the distance and taking him to second place. Uh, obviously, uh, no, I'm very, very happy with the result. We, uh, we were in two different ways, and um, I just started, I did 33 laps on the, uh, on the soft tyre, and uh, pitted lap one. I, I was praying for no safety car, but uh, it did come, and uh, made all these guys catch up. Um, as Craig said, I was quite lucky. There were a few flying cars coming through that had a, had a few incidents, so uh, I stayed up. Fantastic result for, uh, for everyone at Team Vodafone. Um, Confusion. Uh, massive. Mark, give me a, a, an update on what was going on in the race. Um, car in front is on soft and has pitted on lap five, and he reeled off the whole grid. I had no idea. I was just completely confused. So I thought I'd just put my head down and uh, battle on to the end. And um, you know, the the tyres, of course, they go off. You, you've got absolutely no rear left. You, you can't get on the power. The, the rear just wants to turn around. But uh, the fronts are still okay, so you've still got the ability to go deep under brakes, uh, which really helped me when Richo was behind. But uh, thanks, Richo. Good race. You could have turned me around about 87 times, but uh, thanks very much. 89. 89, actually. (laughs) Stephen Richards picked up his best result of the year, completing a Ford trifecta on the podium. um, Look, what a a great day for Ford again. Um, Three cars on the podium. I think that... um, 
I, I was surprised actually. Uh, we did a run yesterday on the on the Sprint Max, um, the Sport Max Sprint tyre, and, and it and it went away quite rapidly towards the end, and it, and it didn't do that today, which which surprised me. So um, obviously, you know, we tuned the car up a little bit, and made it a bit better, but it was it was really hanging on well. Um, and and you know, it, as Jamie said, it's the the good thing about it is the front tyres have still got plenty of life left in them. And when you, you know, it's very difficult, couldn't really have a dive down the inside of him, but I was just trying to set myself up somewhere where I could um, have a crack on the exit of a, of a, of a corner, and, uh, but he, he made it too tough for me. In the Fujitsu series, it was Damien Asante who took out his first ever race win. Glad, glad to finally get that first race out of the road. Um, and the car was just spot on all day, so, and, you know, I'd see him pushing me hard, but I was able to just drive my own race and come out on top. Seems though it was a pretty sensible approach from you as there was plenty of dicing from the two guys in front of you, Moffat and Webb, and then you were there to pick up the pieces. Is that how it panned out yeah, for you? Yeah, that's sort of how I worked it. You know, I saw Webby and Moffat racing pretty hard and Webby's my teammate, so I thought, you know, see what he can do first up and they sort of slowed each other up and I was going to follow Webby through if he made a move, but um, it sort of reversed the other way and I got it done. Tomorrow, Asadi will be starting in race two from position 10 with the Fujitsu inversion. What does he think he has to do for that? Just keep out of trouble is first up. Um, you've got to have a straight car to finish the race and to win championships. So we'll just, you know, take it as it comes. And as the race goes on, you know, we've got a fast car to the end of the race so we can just pick them off and hopefully get back up in the top three tomorrow and then build on it in the second race. So Congratulations. Thank you. Sam, congratulations to you also. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, that's your best finish in the Fujitsu Series race, second place. Sam Walter, driving the Greg Murphy Motorsport Commodore, picked up his first podium of the season. Yeah, it is. Look, I'm absolutely stoked. I found myself in the same situation as Damien. The guys in front, they were, they were fighting pretty well, and I just thought all we needed to do was just look after the car and knew the race would come to me if they you know, got tangled up or they started passing. I just had to put the car in the right place and it all came through quite nicely. In third place, Brad Lowe made a big comeback after a difficult Clipsal round. Yeah, no, after uh, what happened at Clipsal, we had a bit of bad luck engine dramas and just uh, really didn't go my way. So uh, I really focused on this round and uh, we were quick in testing. So I knew that um, I had the car pace here and just really wanted to make sure I finished as well. Marcus Marshall was happy with his performance and is looking forward to having his super sticky tyres in today's longer race. Yeah, I got the ace up my sleeve still, so to speak. So that's a cool thing. Uh, yeah, so we, you know, we're going okay for for uh, our little outfit. We're sort of knocking on the door of all the big boys and it's a very close to top ten shootout again this weekend, but. Just missed it on tyre pressures and we were way out in our last set to get into the top 10 and just still a balance of learning. We haven't got any data from any running so we don't know sort of what to do or where to go. I don't have an engineer this weekend and uh, we've got five staff so, uh, you know, but we get, we're getting by with five staff and kicking goals and... And, uh... and that's the news on the V8 Insiders. After the break, Luke West and Dylan Campbell join me. Then later, we find out about race strategy and who does call the shots in the V8 Supercar Series. Controversy Corner is next when we return with more on the V8 Insiders. Hi, I'm Rick Kelly from Jack Daniels Racing and you're listening to the V8 Insiders. You 
taking the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Welcome back to this special edition of the V8 Insiders. And joining us in the Winton Trackside Media Centre it is none other than a regular of ours on the V8 Insiders, Luke West. Luke, good afternoon. G'day, Craig. And for the first time from Auto Action, it's Dylan Campbell. Welcome to the V8 Insiders, Dylan. Thanks, Craig. Now, guys, a very interesting first race at Winton. It's round five of the championship, and I don't think we've ever seen more changes coming into a V8 supercar race than when V8 supercars started. That's right. It was very confusing, wasn't it, that uh, early section of the race? But it did turn out to be an exciting race. So I guess overall you've got to say the soft option tyre was a good move, spiced things up. And as many people speculated, how you use that soft option tyre in relation to how the safety cars fall was going to be crucial. And that's how it panned out for Craig Lowndes. He had better tyres on. He fitted his soft option tyres later in the event. So they were fresher at the end of the race. When things got very racing, he was able to very easily round out Michael Caruso. I felt a little bit sorry for Caruso because he had a seven-second lead before the safety car came out, and that just got evaporated. So it would have been very interesting to see how that race panned out if we didn't get that uh, safety car period with, what was it, 10, 12 laps to go. Now, Dylan, interestingly enough, we were talking about race strategy and how race strategy would fall throughout this race and then how it would be copied later. Do you think we've seen enough from this race one to work out what's a definitive strategy? Yeah, definitely. I think the new the new tyre was designed to spice up the racing, and that's exactly what it's done. Um, we, we could see a greater disparity between the speed of the cars, and that's a good thing, especially towards the end of the race, where the cars and the strategies can become sort of similar and they can get a bit processional. But I think the new tyre has definitely worked to spice it up, and I think it's a good thing. Bring it on. Do you think, though, the engineers are going to know what to do at the next time we use these tyres down at Simmons Plains? Um, I think it is the first race for the new tyre, and they would have learned a lot. So come tomorrow, we're going to see something, some different things for sure. I think if you look at Formula One, it's very much the case that it only takes a couple of events, a couple of races, and what happens, what you're suggesting, Craig, happens that everyone works out, oh, it's best to fit them at this point of the race, and everyone follows suit. But the difference between Formula One and V8 supercars is there's many more safety cars in V8 supercar racing. In Formula One, you only have a safety car on average once every second race, something like that. Where in V8 supercars, you probably get one or two per race. So that's three or four for the weekend. So I don't think there's going to be a definitive time to use the soft option tyres. There might be the best time that people think, yeah, but then lots of people will gamble and put them on hoping for a safety car and they will benefit. Now down the front of the field, Dylan, at the start of the race, Garth Tandle was one of the few drivers that didn't go for the soft auction. Fabian Coulthard had the soft auction and he certainly was in a hurry to get past Garth Tander, but it all came awry. Yeah, you could see Garth had a bit of trouble during that race, got involved in a few incidents. But with the softer tyre, was able to work his way back up towards the front, which uh, bodes well for his championship. 
And that was very interesting, wasn't it? That uh, the guys who elected to stay out, for the most part, uh, fell back down. It's obvious that the 888 race machine, the uh, 888 pig, is the car that's got the handling because Wing Cup was cutting laps the same as his teammate at the, in the final laps of that race. Yeah, I think Team Vodafone is absolutely unstoppable at the moment. I think the other teams have to lift their game a bit before it's a Team Vodafone whitewash. It's going to be interesting. What did uh, you get out of with this race with the pit stop, 100 kilometres, Luke, and the fuel stop? Well, the fuel stop really didn't play that much into it. It didn't affect strategy as such, other than everyone had to stop at some stage. And it was interesting to see that uh, so many people decided to get their pit stop out of the way first up. So I guess I've just contradicted myself there, saying it didn't affect that much, and then say that actually everyone, or a, a group of about six or seven cars, stopped after one lap, so perhaps that will be a pattern for the year. The other thing is that, well, Wing Cup's winning streak has ended. He had uh, four on the trot to start the season, but Triple Eight's winning streak hasn't because his teammate has got up. And Triple Eight, you said before, Dylan, how dominant they were. Triple Eight undefeated in 2009 in championship and non-championship races. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing to notice is that uh, GRM are doing a fantastic job as a leading Holden crew in the top 10 shootout. There were only two, two. Uh, there was only one Holden team with uh, two cars in the top 10, and that was GRM. Well, we'll take a break here on the V8 Insiders and be back with more in just a few moments. The views expressed on V8 Insiders, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect those of the network, Thunder Media, sportradio.com.au or V8X magazine. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Hi, I'm Craig Lance from Team Vodafone and you're listening to V8 Insiders. Take in the V8 of the races. You watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Joining me this week, Auto Action's Dylan Campbell and V8X and the voice of the Fujitsu series, Luke Westing. Guys, just some of the other things coming out of this race. It's very interesting to see how um, bad days get worse and spring gas racing had been in the wars right from first leg of qualifying, Dylan. Yeah, we saw Jason Barguana in the gravel trap there, and although it was bad for Jason, it was good for the racing. It brought out a safety car, especially at a time when the racing was really confusing. So, But, yeah, not good for Jason. And not good for Michael Caruso either. No, he'd be disappointed. What's that? He's finished uh, still in the top 10 in 10th, but when you're leading a race with 10 laps to go, it was probably 8 laps to go, he was still in front, and you finished 10th, it's pretty disappointing. Guys... I think uh, Winton has turned out one thing that's really surprised us today. We're walking around with short sleeve shirts on and uh, it's been very hot compared to yesterday when they were practising in the cold. Do you think that had much to do with some of these strategy selections and some of these surprises up through the field? Cameron McConville in fifth place. Yeah, I think the, uh, the ambient temperature is going to play a bit of a role in the uh, future rounds where the softer tyre appears, especially Darwin where it's very hot. So um, maybe tomorrow it'll be a lot colder and it'll be interesting to see how that affects the strategies. 
after qualifying. Shane Van Gidsbergen was out in the first round. In fact, three factory cars all didn't make it to qualifying too, Luke. That was interesting in itself. But we saw Will Davison, Shane Van Gidsbergen, not in this, that order, because Van Gidsbergen was in sixth and Davison in seventh. But they did a great job driving through the field. Yeah, that was impressive from Will, up to seventh position at the end, and you had a seventh and an eighth for the two HRT cars. And I'll tell you what, Garth would be, he'd be unhappy that all those things happened to him, but it's uh, pretty relieved that he come, he's come home in eighth place because that car was just belted and battered all around. The other point I want to make ahead of tomorrow is that uh, the soft option tyre really came into play today, but it looked as though, I don't have the figures on it, it looked like most teams actually used it. So unless people start the race tomorrow and then come in straight away, or start the race on the soft option tyre, the sprint tyre, and then come in, get it off after a couple of laps, it looks as though tomorrow will be mostly the domain of the harder tyre, the regular tyre. Dylan, just quickly as we wrap it up here from Winton in this segment of V8 Insiders, winners and losers from today. I think you have to say Team Vodafone was the biggest winner, 1-2. Um, biggest, uh, biggest loser, potentially HRT, Tander, you know, could have been up there but fell back to finish ninth. Yes, the, I've got this theory, guys, the curse of the jilted Scafi. It's getting up there with the uh, legend of Babe Ruth leaving the Red Sox for mine. He's starting to scare me a little bit there. A dud race to some sort of mechanical issue for James Courtney. And uh, that's really, I don't know how he can come back from that championship-wise. His championship is going to be just about done, unfortunately. Mm, put a fork in it. And Stephen Johnson also a disappointing weekend so far. Yeah, he's had a great start at the championship, but to see him so far down the order today, it's really disappointing. Well, guys, thanks very much for joining us here trackside, and we look forward to having you both along on the V8 Insiders in the future. Thanks, Craig. Thanks very much. Thank you, Craig. We'll be back with the White Flag Lab right after this. To ask a question of the V8 Insiders, just email them at v8insiders at sportradio.com.au. Stay tuned for more. Hi, it's Bugs here, Jason Bugwana from the Sprint Gas Racing Team, and you are listening to V8 Insiders. Take in the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Today's White Flag Lap is all about the strategy. What input does Jamie Wimcup and Lee Holsworth have in this weekend's round? Uh, maybe none. <laughs> um, yeah, that's why Mark's on the big bucks. Make the right call. I honestly don't know. It's, um, it's, it's a matter of going through the, the figures and working out the crossover points. And, um, but then, of course, you know, a late safety car could just throw that out the window. So... Um, for us, in our position, we don't take any risks. We work on probability, and uh, Mark will make the right call on that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that um, it's going to be very difficult. for You can't plan for it. Um, it's something that you, you, you can't plan a strategy before the race because different scenarios will um, create different, you know, um, different circumstances of, of when you'll put your... Uh, your sticky tyres on, whether you'll start with them and, on, or whether you'll go to them when there's a safety car. But um, there's a little too much for us to think about in there, in, in the driver's seat, I think. Um, 
it's probably something that we'll have to uh, communicate back and forward through the engineer and, uh, and make the call at the time. For Jason Bright, he takes a far more hands-on approach to strategy. Um, no, pretty much all of it because you know, we were sitting on the grid and we had a look up and down the grid to see how many cars were on, on the soft tyre. Um, and you know, by our calculations, there was only seven or eight cars and, and uh, that was, I was expecting more cars to use the soft tyre today. I, I thought that we would have seen you know, 20 to 25 cars use, start on the soft tyre and, um, and just try and go the whole way. And, and you know, when I saw that there was only seven or eight, I you know, said to Jeff, let's, let's stop really early. And initially I said, you know, let's stop lap two or three, just call me when you guys are ready. And um, when we won the warm-up lap, I actually radioed and said, let's stop into lap one. Um, and I was actually surprised to see, you know, half a dozen other cars come in with me. But, you know, those guys all are all the guys that start on the soft tyre and just decided to come in, get out of the traffic and get there and use their pace to get up there. And, um, you know, it was obviously the way to go. I think you'll see a lot more guys do it next time um, because it would have paid off. The only risk is if there's a safety car and you can't bank on a safety car in every 100k race. That's all for this special extra edition of the V8 Insiders. I hope you'll join us next week when we wrap up the racing from this weekend at Winton. As the checkered flag waves over another edition of the V8 Insiders, keep smiling and bye for now. Join us next week for more V8 Insiders, only on v8x.com.au.